This is Optimal Relationships Daily, Episode 640, Seven Things All Highly Sensitive Children Need to Hear, by Melissa Noel Renzi with HighlySensitiveRefuge.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the final show of the week. I am Greg Audino, and I am here narrating relationship content to optimize the many relationships in your life, today featuring a brand new site for this show, which is very exciting. Before we get to the post, just a quick reminder that you can receive tips from us on how to optimize your life through our weekly newsletter. Sign up at oldpodcast.com. That is oldpodcast.com. You can also come to us for help with specific questions uh, that pertain to you on the Optimal Living Advice Show. You can email us at advice at oldpodcast.com, advice at oldpodcast.com with questions about anything you're having a hard time with, and I personally will answer your question, help you out, and you will have a whole episode that's all about you. How exciting. Some of the topics we covered on this show this past week all happened to deal with relationships, as a matter of fact. Uh, We discussed what it takes to create the right friendships. We discussed romantic stereotypes, and we also discussed waiting too long for a proposal. So check those out and submit your own questions if you see fit. I am happy to answer about a variety of topics, so please do not be shy. Back to ORD, though. We're going to get into Melissa's post right now, and we're going to start optimizing your life. Seven Things All Highly Sensitive Children Need to Hear by Melissa Noel Renzi with HighlySensitiveRefuge.com As a child... I remember my eyes burning under the fluorescent lights in school. The constricting feeling of jeans filled me with panic, so I wore leggings until I was a teen. Maybe I became a yoga teacher just so I could wear leggings instead of business attire. As an adult, I still complain about seams in my underwear, and I even wrote a song about it. I know what it's like to feel profound empathy toward complete strangers, as well as intense emotional overwhelm about global injustices I read about online. As I sit here writing this post, I'm processing so much in this active mind of mine that it's hard to write coherent thoughts. I used to feel like there was something wrong with me. Now I know that what I just described is all simply related to the gift of high sensitivity, even if it doesn't always feel that way. Highly sensitive people, HSPs, are the 20% of the population who feel and process things deeply, from sights to sounds to emotional cues. We read people well, notice details that others miss, and are extremely perceptive. But we also get easily overloaded and overwhelmed. It took me until my 30s to see my sensitivity as a strength. Today, I lead retreats for highly sensitive people and introverts in order to build a sense of belonging among those of us who feel like outsiders due to our unique traits. Many attendees tell me they leave these retreats with a renewed sense of purpose and hope. As a child, my sensitivity was not understood by the adults in my life. I was too emotional and needed to toughen up. That's why I'm writing this post. We need to encourage our children to love their sensitivity from a young age. Here are seven things we should communicate to our sensitive children. What highly sensitive children need to hear. Number one. All of your emotions are acceptable. At some point in our lives, most of us have been told not to cry. While tears may be gaining an iota of societal respect, emotions such as anger, anxiety, and hurt continue to be judged as unhealthy. 
highly sensitive children, HSCs, are wired to fully experience the entire spectrum of human emotion. When we give HSCs permission to experience their emotions without being told they're bad, they benefit in a powerful way. Then, we can teach them tools to transform an emotion such as anger into creative fuel to do something constructive. Number two, it's healthy to experience emotion about injustice. As a young child, I got extremely emotional whenever I saw or even heard about bullying or racism. As I got older, political conversations about injustice easily landed me in tears, but I was told I was overreacting and needed to let it go. Unfortunately, a common experience for many HSCs. At an early age, HSCs need to hear that it's okay to get upset when they see others experiencing pain. This is a compassionate response, not an overreaction. Rather than dismissing their experiences, we need to acknowledge the hurt. When the time is right, help your child take meaningful action, such as starting a fundraiser, speaking out, or making a donation to a charitable organization that fights for the cause. Number three, let others know when you need alone time. Highly sensitive adults aren't the only ones who need alone time. I recently saw a video of a little girl pouting and stating that she just wants to chill in nature away from people. It made me laugh, but really, I feel her pain. She's probably a highly sensitive person, an introvert, or both. HSCs, whether they are introverts or extroverts, will need alone time after stimulating activities like attending birthday parties or playdates. Even just a normal day at school, with all its noise, activity, and socializing, can be fatiguing and overwhelming for them. Let's teach HSCs to ask for alone time proactively. That way, it won't come in the form of a meltdown later. Number four, listen to your body. HSPs are highly intuitive and can naturally sense subtleties. Unfortunately, our conditioning moves us away from listening to what our bodies intuitively tell us, so we may lose this connection as we get older. That's why we should teach sensitive children to notice how their body feels, for example, when they eat a certain food or hang out with a certain friend. Similarly, when they are overwhelmed, we can teach them to find a place in their body that feels calm, like a finger or a toe. This is a powerful grounding skill HSCs can use to regulate their body's responses. Number 5. It's okay to say no. Children are accustomed to hearing the word no, but they usually don't get permission to use it themselves. Obviously, it's up to parents to set their own boundaries for when no is acceptable. But consider asking if your child wants to go to Henry's birthday party before simply sending the RSVP. Certainly, no is a delicate balancing act with children, but if encouraged mindfully, it can be an important step in learning healthy boundaries. Number six, take all the time you need to process. Just like adult HSPs, HSCs may require extra time to process information. According to Dr. Elaine Aron in The Highly Sensitive Person, one of the four characteristics of all highly sensitive people is depth of processing. This means that when HSCs receive information, they think about it deeply, analyzing the issue from many different angles and connecting it to a larger picture. Depth of processing can make life rich and meaningful for HSPs, but it also slows us down. Simply being patient and allowing your child extra time to process honors this special gift. Number seven, 
The world needs special people like you. There's no question that our world needs more empathy, listening, and understanding. Sensitive children can also be extremely analytical and creative. Let's show them, through our words and actions, that even though the world is challenging at times, their sensitivity is a gift that can help others in countless ways. You just listened to the post titled, Seven Things All Highly Sensitive Children Need to Hear, by Melissa Noel Renzi with HighlySensitiveRefuge.com. You know, guys, on both Optimal Relationships Daily and Optimal Living Advice, there's a lot of talk about the immense value of therapy. And one of the most convenient ways to get therapy, the future of therapy really, is BetterHelp. BetterHelp offers online counseling and therapy with licensed therapists from wherever you are and around your schedule. They have counselors specializing in depression, stress, anxiety, self-esteem, anger, grief, and so much more. And they make it super convenient in that there are four communication modes. There's text, there's chat, phone, and video. Not to mention it's available on desktop, mobile web, Android, and iOS apps. Anything you share is confidential, and it is not a crisis line. This is professional counseling and therapy with licensed therapists, which is not only important, but also affordable, as BetterHelp has financial aid available. As a matter of fact, Optimal Relationships Daily listeners get 10% off the first month with discount code ORD. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com ORD. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with the counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com ORD. And I have that linked in this episode's description. And today's author, Melissa, is a guest author. She's a social worker and trauma-informed yoga teacher who helps sensitive souls to cultivate lasting self-love. And people like Melissa are important to listen to because, yes, it can be easy to tell people to toughen up, both to stop hearing their complaining and for the sake of helping them prepare better for life's hardships. But each person has their own metric for struggle. You know, we all have different levels of sensitivity to different things for different reasons. and. Being intolerant or impatient with someone's struggle, it really isn't helping anyone. If anything, it prevents us from learning more about people. So, do continue to check out Melissa and Jen's work and expand your mind about how sensitivity can be a very, very important tool. It is time to call it for this week, though, folks. Thank you so much for listening all week. It has been a good one, and please, please have a relaxing and fulfilling weekend. I will see you right back here first thing on Monday, where your optimal life awaits.